Hi, this is issue number 24 of Amy Wright's Words, Why I'm Finally Renouncing Exclamation Points. I'm Amy Newell, engineering leader, mental health advocate, boot fanatic, and I'm here with another good enough newsletter issue for you. This issue has been sitting around in various states of readiness for literally months now. Editing it has felt just like the very first wisdom tooth I had to get extracted. The tooth wouldn't come out, and the dentist was grappling with it for far too long a time, and I was not under anesthesia, and there were all these awful crunching noises as the tooth started shattering under the pressure of the pliers. So at the end of the extraction, I was traumatized and very bloody, and the wisdom tooth was in pieces. So... I don't know. This wisdom tooth might also have ended up in pieces. You'll have to decide. But I got no more energy to give to it. So here you go. But first, a word from our sponsor. Yes, I'm our sponsor here. I recently gave a talk at RubyConf on debugging product teams. It's not available to the public yet. Yet. (laughs) I'm not even going to edit that out. I don't care. I just need to get this out. Um, The talk isn't available, but you can find the slides online. And if you want to learn more about this topic, uh, I have a landing page where you can sign up to be notified when the talk is public. And I'm also working on a course about the subject. So you can get notified about that too. Finally, it's the most wonderful time of the year or something. And why not give all your favorite angry mom techies a gift subscription to Amy Wright's Words and a little subscription for yourself, too. Your support means a lot to me and will help ensure that I can keep writing these newsletters every week instead of spending 80% of my waking hours in Zoom and the other 20% putting out various teenager-related fires. So if you go to amywriteswords.com, you can click on a button and give a gift subscription subscription. I don't know how to put click on buttons in a podcast. Honestly, I don't think that's a thing I can do. Okay, on to today's topic. Today, I am formally renouncing my use of exclamation points. Footnote, I am going to try reading your footnotes. Uh, Actually, what I'm renouncing is the idea that all my exclamation points are genuine, but we'll get to that part. This is not working well, this footnote situation. Okay, this is a big deal because I have insisted for years that I use so many exclamation points because I am just so damn excited about everything and not because I've been socialized by the patriarchy to use them so that when I ask for things or tell people about things, I seem less threatening as described below. I've included a tweet from someone named Grace Seegers. Me writing an email, says the tweet. I'm using an exclamation point, so you know I'm friendly and excited. But now I'm using a period so that you know I'm not crazy. Here's another sentence with a period as a buffer, proving my normalness. Thanks so much, exclamation point. To be fair to me, I am, in fact, excitable. Here's a classic photo of me being incredibly excited, like... So excited you would think I had just won the lottery. Or a date with Kate McKinnon when she's dressed up as her character from Ghostbusters. Or free mental health care for life. Or the opportunity to be a Jeffrey Campbell's Shoes brand ambassador. 
All right, the alt text for this photograph that you can't see is a bunch of people, one of whom is holding a very large trophy and a woman in the middle with her mouth so wide open uh, that it looks like she's detached her jaw like a snake and her hands are flung up around her face in excitement. That woman is me. This footnote thing continues not to work. Um, okay, back to the not footnote. In fact, what I've won in this photo from early 2019 is a trip to the tasting counter, which, while certainly a great restaurant, is something I could have just bought for myself if I really wanted it. Doesn't matter. I was really excited. It's the exact same expression that is on my face in a photograph from my wedding in which Max and I are walking back down the aisle after having wedded. But, like, it makes sense to be that excited about getting married. Anyway, so yes, I do get excited. And yes, sometimes it makes sense to use exclamation points to express excitement, which I will continue to do, exclamation point. Also to express emphasis, exclamation point, shock, exclamation point, and warnings, exclamation point. And yes, I have been insisting for years that my use of exclamation points is in fact the exact opposite of the usual understanding of women's use of exclamation points, that it is in fact a flex. So here's a tweet of mine where I'm... Uh, quote tweeting someone else's tweet. So I'm going to start with the the other person's tweet. This is someone named Amanda Gutz. Um, and the tweet says, want to sound more confident? Reread your emails and responses and move, remove the sentence starters. I feel, I believe, I think. I still have to do this at 35. I call it my boss edit. So my quote tweet, this is terrible. My quote treat. <laughs> How many times am I going to say treat when I mean tweet? Maybe I'm hungry. My quote tweet of that tweet says, Meanwhile, I've only added more exclamation points and all caps to everything I write. My boss edit is apparently... Your boss is an excitable woman, and she's not going to hide it anymore for exclamation points. But a few months ago, Max asked me to edit a draft email he was sending to our condo association about some window repairs that we needed to get done. He'd written a straightforward email explaining the needed repairs, the quote from the contractors, and the cost breakdown per condo unit. Not an exclamation point to be found, which made sense, because if there are people in the world who get excited about managing and paying for window repairs, I do not know who they are, but they are not Max, and they are not me, and they are not any of the other people we live in the building with. Hi, folks! Hope everyone's enjoying their summers, I inserted at the front of the email to get things off to a cheerful and non-confrontational start before we got into the part where people will owe money. I pride myself on my authenticity, and yet there I was being inauthentically chipper, and it wasn't even my email. 
I went in and girlified someone else's email. I started remembering all the emails, both in work and in life, that I'd peppered with exclamation points and all caps and I'm just really fucking hyper energy. And I started wondering if perhaps I hadn't maybe deluded myself a tiny, tiny little bit about why I use so many exclamation points. Like maybe every single one wasn't completely authentic. This upset me. Authenticity is one of my core values. How can I claim to value authenticity and in fact give a very good impression of being completely authentic and yet use even one exclamation point that is not completely heartfelt? I could go down a terrible rabbit hole at this point, hating on myself, but I won't. There's actually a perfectly reasonable way to think about how I can value authenticity and also I nevertheless do not have to consider myself a total fraud just because I've had this realization about some of my exclamation points. Fundamentally, that question I asked myself, how can I claim to and yet, is not legitimate. It's the rhetorical method of a teenaged bully. I really can't speak today. Its aim is to catch someone out, to accuse them of fraudulence and hypocrisy, to call them a phony, like Holden Caulfield would. It would be a kind of self-harm to bludgeon myself with the question. A kind of self-harm I am also trying to renounce, along with exclamation points. I can value authenticity and also make strategic choices about how I communicate. That doesn't make me a hypocrite. It makes me a human. Sometimes, however... We believe we are acting authentically, and later we realize that some of our choices were unconsciously inauthentic because we unconsciously understood the risk of authenticity in that moment. I believed in my exclamation points. I defended them. But they were also part of an overall and almost entirely unconscious strategy of softening the blow of my assertions, opinions, and directives, of stripping my persona and communication style of anything that might look like an overt display of dominance. Why? I mean, we know why. Here's a tweet from a guy named Adam Grant. 63 studies. Women who assert their ideas, make direct requests, and advocate them for themselves are liked less. They're also less likely to get hired, and it hasn't improved over time. It's 2021. When will we stop punishing dominant women for violating outdated gender stereotypes? That's the end of the tweet. To the extent that I have had to get things done, convey information, or disagree in the course of my career... I have had to squelch overt dominance behaviors, and every your personality at work test that I have taken has suggested that I have been doing that, that each particular workplace I have been in has required me to be less dominant than comes naturally to me. 
And every time in my career that I have failed to do that effectively, that I have left off the exclamation points and the hedges and the circumlocutions and the perhapses and the maybes and the I'm not sure buts, I have paid a price. When I have stated the facts as I saw them, plainly, when I have disagreed directly and without apology, when I have offered feedback to anyone at work in any but the most time-consuming, gentlest way possible, when I have advocated for myself, it has cost me. Sometimes it has cost me quite a bit, just like all the research says. I have been punished for it. Do I mean punished directly or even deliberately? For the most part, no. But pay attention to that for the most part. Sometimes I have, in fact, been punished directly. Mostly, though, I mean something subtler. I mean that when I have had to assert myself directly often because my usual communication strategies were failing me and the issue at hand was one that I couldn't simply give up on, the result has typically been that I have lost leverage. Maybe I got the thing I was asserting myself to get, and maybe I didn't, but either way, I paid a price. I appeared less likable, more combative, angrier, and less competent just like all the research says. White men largely do not pay that price, and women of color pay a much higher one. Look, I'm probably paying a price right now, writing directly and without apology about these things. I know it makes me less employable. Who wants to hire such an angry, abrasive woman? So why am I writing about it? I don't have to pick this battle. I can just keep on using exclamation points even when I'm not excited. Keep on hedging. I can stop deluding myself and just accept that my status as a woman in a male-dominated world means that I must strategically police my own words and my tone. Not simply because, as I wrote a while back, words matter and we should be careful with them, but because if I don't do so... I will pay for it. But the truth is that I'll probably pay either way, won't I? This is why every boss edit or lean in piece of advice about how women should communicate in the workplace is so ultimately disempowering. Almost all of that advice places all the burden on individual women to change their behavior, often in contradictory ways. And it places no such burden on men. It also fails to acknowledge, much less help women think through, the potentially negative impact of actually taking that advice. To exhort women to speak directly but fail to acknowledge the potential costs to them personally is disingenuous. It erases the systemic reality of sexism and misogyny, which means that no matter what individual women do, Women overall will continue to lose unless we are collectively able to move past these tired rules aimed at individuals and instead to work in solidarity with one another to address the systemic problems. Look, I'm tired of obsessing about my exclamation points. 
I want to simply state the facts plainly as I see them. I want to disagree directly. I want to advocate strongly for myself and also for other people. And I want you to get to see me do it, to see what it looks like. And then I want us to work together toward a future where sometimes we use exclamation points and sometimes we don't. And sometimes they're strategic and sometimes they're not. But we don't have to fucking talk about them all the time. We get to talk about more important things. Tech needs more justice, not more copy editing. I do not offer this essay as an example of what to do to get ahead in your career as a woman in tech. It probably isn't. That's because I'm not trying to get ahead in my career. I'm trying to offer up a space where people can see what it looks like when a woman in tech simply states the facts plainly as she sees them. I know it's not the only space, thank God. It's not the biggest space, and it's not the most important space. But I also know that every space matters. My words matter. Yours do too. If you are trying to get ahead in your own career, it may well make sense for you to keep doing some or all of the things you're likely doing already, possibly even unconsciously, believing some of them to be just how you are, to blunt the negative impact of your ambition and your competence on your ability to exert leverage. You might want to stop deluding yourself, if you do, as to why you choose the words you do but you may well have good reasons to choose them. You may well need the leverage. Me, I think that time in my life might be over. Well, maybe? I guess I'm not really sure. What do you think? I'm super excited about the stuff I'm doing right now. Of course, like really excited. But if I decide I just really miss leading teams or employer-sponsored health insurance, well, then I'll be super excited about leading a team for you. And I swear I can squelch down my dominance again. I have a lot of experience with that. Here's the end part now where I talk about subscriptions and other projects and things like that. If you liked reading this pulverized wisdom tooth of an essay or listening, you were listening. If you liked listening to this pulverized wisdom tooth of an essay, why not share it? If you hate it, I'm cool. If you hate share too, because I need the publicity. And again, if you like the newsletter, You could subscribe, and if you really want me to keep writing it, you could pay to subscribe. And uh, you can also give gifts or... You can also give gift subscriptions. Oh, my God. This is like... Am I going to redo this? I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that. We'll find out. Um... Also, I want to remind you about a talk that I gave at RubyConf on debugging product teams, and uh, I am going to be making a course about it. So there's a link so you can sign up for that. Um, 
And I'm also going to uh, tout my engineering career coaching again. Wondering what the next step in your career should be. Are you a new tech lead or manager? Do you have complicated work stuff you don't know how to resolve? Do you just want to get overall more effective? Do you need to talk about your exclamation points? I offer bracingly realistic, always actionable, strengths-focused, and individually tailored engineering, career, and leadership coaching. And you can find the info on my website, or you can email me and ask about it. I also still offer my free office hours for women and non-binary engineers, and there's a sign-up link for that, too. Reminder, I started another newsletter, Whoa, Mental Health Tips You'll Hate from the Saddest Woman in the World, and uh, you can get it weekly on Wednesdays, and there's a subscription link. It's also sometimes an advice column, so you can hit me up if you have a question. And uh, also, I have 50,000 selfies. I might be up to like 60 or 70,000 selfies now. It's a lot. I now do portrait photography, and I also model. So get in touch if you want to talk about that stuff. And get in touch anyway, because I love to hear from my readers. Every time someone sends me an email and, and has read or listened to anything that I have written, it makes me just so damn happy. So please, I want to hear from you. That's everything. That is Amy Wright's words number 24. And now I'm going to listen to this and see if I think it's like good enough so that I can just ship it and be done because I'm tired. Um, All right. uh, Talk to you next week. Oh, happy Hanukkah.